Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all the events held on July 23rd, 2020. And we are going to get started with the British royal family because it seems like the Belgian royals have officially started vacation as well. Today was the final day of the Prince of Wales visit to the Duchy of Cornwall, um, and he visited a fire station in the town of Middlemore, uh, where he, of course, was meeting with emergency service personnel to thank them for the work that they have done during the pandemic to keep their community safe. Um, so this includes things as as significant as training as ambulance um, drivers so that they can they could lighten the load on the NHS. Now, where I live and where most of you live, um, that is normal, but in um, in the UK, the NHS actually controls the ambulance service um, because their healthcare. So for the firemen, service personnel, fire personnel to do um, that actually lifted a huge burden on people who could be doing other things to help in the fight against COVID. Um, So that was something that was really important. Um, And then also today on the schedule for Charles was a video message for um, the visitors to the Royal Collection Trust, um, which is the charity that um, maintains and allows visits to um, palaces. So Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, and Holyrood Palace in Scotland um, are all maintained by the Royal Collection Trust, which has officially been able to reopen um, after obviously having to be closed to the pandemic. There was no visits allowed um, because of COVID. Um, And so everything is back open. Safety measures have been put in place. um, And Charles sent this video message to people who may be um, going to the, on these tours, um, to, I think, thank people. I mean, it, it was primarily thank them for, um, their patience and thank them for coming to visit, um, and just assuring that measures have been put into place for, um, their protection and their health, which is, of course, the most important thing when things like this are starting to reopen, Now, the other piece of this is Windsor Castle has been opened to visitors, um, and that is because Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip have gone to Balmoral, which is in Scotland, for their summer vacation. Um, So this is the typical summer vacation for the Queen. Um, She frequently goes to Balmoral in the summer, um, 
And so this is completely normal. It was pretty expected that once restrictions were lifted enough that she would go do so. Um, and the palace did confirm that that has happened. Um, and so Windsor Castle is really allowed to be um, open because it is no longer housing a 94 and a 99-year-old um, who are of the utmost importance to the country and should be protected at all costs. So Windsor Castle is allowed to have visitors, which is fantastic um, if you want to go see Windsor Castle. I, as an American, am not allowed, I don't think. I don't think I can go to the UK, but that's okay. Um, and so that is what was really going on today with the British royal family. Um, this is always where I get kind of stuck. There is something that happened today for me, but tomorrow for the UK, um, that was embargoed till the papers came out. Um, and so I tend to talk about those the following day, um, which I will again do, but it's not a huge anything. So we'll talk about it tomorrow in tomorrow's episode. Um, because remember I upload now, um, Tuesday through Saturday. So you do get an episode on Saturday, um, and then two days without my voice in your ears. Um, and so with that, you guys, we're going to uh, skip down to Spain again uh, because we had nothing in Denmark, the Netherlands, or Norway because all of these families are on summer vacation as well as the Belgians and the Swedes. Um, so we are going to move to Spain, who is keeping us steadily going right now. Um, yeah, so let's move on to Spain. I was very surprised to wake up to find that King Felipe, Queen Letizia, and their daughters were actually still in Extremadura where they were yesterday um, after attending a theater opening. Um, everything makes a little more sense now that I've read a little bit more. Um, they ended up staying at a Parador Hotel. Um, and so Parador Hotels are actually owned by the government of Spain to promote tourism and to be um, pretty luxury hotels. They aren't super expensive, but like they might be expensive if you live in Spain. Um, but to me, they seem relatively inexpensive. Um, but so King uh, Felipe Letizia, uh, Leonor and Sofia left this um, late morning. It was rumor has it it was like 11 a.m. when they left to presumably take the helicopter back to Madrid. Um, so that is the only thing that was going on in Spain, but it happened today. Um, and I have decided that I want to take, because today is a pretty light day, I want to take a little bit of time to explain a little bit about what's going on in Spain um, and try and be as informational as possible without 
hopefully without sharing my own thoughts and opinions on what I think of this situation in general. Um, So I have alluded to this several times, and I really thought it was going to be released this week, um, but it has not been. So right now, Spain and Spain's monarchy and the politics of Spain are up in arms. So if you go back through this podcast archives and listen to the episode um, that came out on March 17th, um, but it's titled March 16th, 2020, um, you can hear a little bit about what started this, but I'll give a brief overview. Um, And this is where my opinion actually comes out because I can't help myself. But basically, the former king of Spain, Juan Carlos I, did some really shady stuff um, that I alluded to in that episode. It just happens when you're born of privilege as well as born into a royal family that has been deposed. Um, there is a lot of trying to make up for it. Um, you don't have wealths of money. Um, and so Juan Carlos the first did some shady business deals, um, with the Saudi Arabians, uh, primarily focused on building a railway, um, I think to make it easier to get to Mecca, which is the holy site for um, Islamic people to make their pilgrimage. Um, And is, I think, located in Saudi Arabia. But um, basically what happened is it seems like none of this has been tried in a court of law um, because the integral question is Juan Carlos's immunity because he was king. So who knows where that's going to lead. But basically what is come out that has happened is Juan Carlos helped in the creation of this railway And then received a significant financial benefit from the Saudi Arabian, presumably the royal family of Saudi Arabia, which, if you pay enough attention in the world, is a pretty crappy family. They do some pretty crappy things. Um, (laughs) Worse than crappy. The, The crown prince of Saudi Arabia is a murderer. Um, presumably. (laughs) Again, this is all very hard to explain because it is so convoluted and so messed up. So what happened next is all very convoluted, but Juan Carlos also has an alleged mistress or had, um, and their relationship has, again, presumably ended 
Um, and so you have, and I hate this stereotype, but in this case, it's proving to be true. You have a woman scorned out for destroying Juan Carlos and by proxy, the royal family of Spain. So she was given the remainder of this money that Juan Carlos had not used um, as a quote-unquote donation. I don't know to what. Um, and this was also money that King, the now king, Felipe, was supposed to inherit but has now been given away. Um, it, it gets very complicated. Um, I am not a great authority on this. I have done a good amount of research today, but all of that um, are articles that I have read, um, and most of them are in Spanish. Um, and so there is definitely some English articles out there on this um, that are really good. And if you want to educate yourself more, go for it. But the reason I'm giving all of this background is there have been a few times in the past week that I have had to say things like there are protests happening. Um, people are anti-monarchy, especially right now. Um, and that is because through all of this constant news situation, um, King Felipe's name has been thrown in the mud. Um, he has been compared to his father. He's been thrown into his father. And that is the double-edged sword of a monarchy. Um, the sins of the father are, by proxy, the sins of the son. Um, because the role passes from child, from parent to child. So, with all of this, people who are already... Um, anti-monarchists or Republicans, but not American Republicans, um, people who are already Republicans um, and against the monarchy of Spain are now fueled even deeper. Um, and so the protests have begun to be a lot stronger, which is kind of unavoidable to talk about, um, especially when things like Catalonia happen where there were no crowds um, to greet Felipe and Letizia on their stop at the monastery um, or in the Basque country where the protests were pretty extensive as well. Um, and even, you know, last night in Extremadura, while the majority of the people in the theater were clapping, you could audibly hear some people booing. Um, I didn't talk about it because, honestly, I hadn't heard it yet. Um, but I heard it this morning when I was catching up on events. And it was obvious booing. Um, so things like that are happening. And I expect things like that to continue to happen. Um, and so why I have held off on talking about this subject... One, I still don't feel as educated as I should be because, one, I'm not a Spanish citizen, obviously. Um, two, while I speak Spanish, I am not fluent in Spanish and I do not understand all the complexities. And three, I was waiting for a 
announcement that has been rumored now for two and a half weeks um, that what the royal household is going to do. Um, There is a lot of pressure on the royal household and specifically Felipe to make some sort of grand decision on the fate of the former king and that has not happened. I don't know when it will happen. Um, You know, this is one of those cultural things where I expected it shortly after the rumors that it was coming have have started. But that, like I said, was two and a half weeks ago. And we still have nothing. Um, And so maybe it'll come over the weekend. I don't count on it because also... That's got to be a complicated decision to make. Um, so that is kind of like the gist of what is going on in Spain. Um, there is a lot more detail, but this is not a podcast about the former king. Um, in fact, I try really hard not to talk about him um, just because he's the past and Felipe is the current and Leonor is the future and that's that. Um, but... I'm noticing that it's kind of clouding all the things that I'm saying. Um, It's becoming a thing that I talk about without saying anything. So there are wonderful articles out there. There are wonderful resources out there. Um, Half of them are in Spanish, but a good, the other half are in English and are well-researched and Um, quality. They just don't have a Spanish perspective, which I think is the most important thing to understand. Um, And so a lot of this is with tensions between the far left of the country's politic world um, and some of the unfortunate corruption that is happening on the far left right now is bleeding into the case against the king just to make the voices compete a little bit for you know whoever has the most problems is going to lose um and so lots of information just keeps coming out it's literally every day there's something new i read something new this morning um, every day there are calls from politicians on the far left of the, of the political sphere in Spain calling for a referendum, which is a democratic vote on whether a monarchy should exist or not anymore. Um, there are new polls being released. It's just a mess. And it, it's, I want to talk about it because like I said, it's clouding everything that I'm saying. Um, And so I had the time today. I hope you don't mind. I hope this was a little bit informative at least. Um, And with that, (laughs) um, on that horrible ending, we are going to end the podcast. Um, I will talk to you guys all tomorrow with all the events from Friday. Um... If we have any, well, we have a couple already that I know of, so we will have some things to talk about and, um, yeah, I will talk to you all tomorrow, but until then have a great day. Bye.